Willkommen, bienvenue, and welcome to Zone of Truth. Callan, you are no longer the dungeon master. Lady Gosh. Truth is your dungeon master. Will Lady Truth be your mistress? Only time will tell, my friends. Leave all your preconceived notions about Zone of Truth at the door. Old friends, new lovers, and the disabled. Welcome all. Why did they have to get singled out? That's good. That's good. <laughs> all right. So, welcome everyone to our next Zone of Truth. We're going to start with an icebreaker. Uh, and this is a question that I, I'd love to hear everyone's answer on. And so the question is, what does everyone like about playing D&D? &D? And what part of D&D &D brings you the most fun and enjoyment? So this is, like, for you personally, what do you get out of D&D? &D? Starting with Cameron. So, wow. Combat. Yes. Uh level ups, magic items, <laughs> with like all the all the things we do in this campaign a ton. Those are my favorite things about D&D. &D. <laughs> magic items every session. Like sometimes we just go forever cuz cuz we're fighting and we can't stop. So, that type of stuff. True. I I uh, every every um, my my nights are filled with thoughts that I'm just I'm spoiling you. So <laughs> spoiled. You spoiled. I need to make efforts. I'm gonna make efforts to Take hold back. Yeah. From now on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, for me, really, it's just like it's just, and we'll talk about this later. But it's getting in like the character's head and just knowing a character so well that um, like you can have like improv conversations and have them be totally different. This is going to partly, I think this has to do with someone else's question later too, but this is what I'm going to talk about. So I can't remember, but um, like, I love that. Like I can have a conversation with Kim as Athena and Kim as Seraphine and have them be, or like Alexis as Ara and Alexis as Rio or Devin as Kenton or Devin as Diego and have them be totally different conversations, totally different interactions. Um, just based on the headspace of the character that you are and the character that they are, mm -hmm. and just like get totally different information or um, ask different questions, get different answers in different ways. It's like it's super fun. And it's fun playing with this group because everyone's so gosh darn good at it. All right, we're gonna throw it over to Alexis for her. Why? Go to connect. What? Go to Kim. I took Kim and Alexis's answer. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna piggyback off of whatever Kim says. So. Oh, okay. No. Well, then go ahead. Wow. Okay. You've been. Alex, it's a good piggyback. <laughs> Get ready to be piggybacked. Uh, something outrageous. I dare you. <laughs> How to follow that? That's that's coming later. Um. I love the connectivity and a lot of. Uh, what Cameron said is so true, just having these conversations with my friends, but they're also extensions of my friends in that character and in that headspace. So just the connectivity of it all is just fascinating. And also the improv as well. Improving with Callan has been one of my favorite things for like almost 20 years. 
So it's a good time. It's so much fun. And like, it's, we're creating a new story and a new episode of this long running show each week. And it's just so fun because we have no idea what to expect or what to prepare for. And it's, it's wildly entertaining. I'm always just very entertained. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm part of it, too. But it's also my favorite show. Like, I'm such a fan of all the characters and the story and the writing. And I'm also in it. So it's, it's, it's peak. It's really fun. I enjoy, I enjoy the mystery of the campaign itself. I love all the lore and discovering little bits. It's just, it's just a grand old time. And doing all the character work is such an amazing mental exercise. Deep diving into many characters now has been so much fun. And discovering different levels and doing things as my character that I wouldn't anticipate doing is always a surprise and a good time. That's my answer. Nice. Alexis. <laughs> so to piggyback off of yeah. what Kim said... <laughs> Because we've had this discussion a million times. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I really, really, really enjoy the story that Callan has laid out for us and the world that we get to explore. Um, but my favorite thing is the depth to which we can explore our characters. That's what's like super cool about this to me. When we started playing D&D &D with you guys a few years ago, like we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know <laughs> that we were playing it different. We just played it the way that fit us the best, you know, like that ended up being a whole cathartic experience that I was not anticipating. <laughs> um, and this ride has been the same. So it's been really, really fun getting to choose somebody else and create this person that you get to know really, really well. And then like him said, you just get into this space where you are doing things that like you wouldn't necessarily do but your character would do or you know you're falling for people that you're like where did that even come from and you know it's just very very interesting and it's a fun exercise to play two characters in the same campaign because then it's double the mental exercise the creativity and the mystery of it and seeing like having a really satisfying character arc is just amazing so it's a lot of fun um callan your turn. My turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. My favorite part of D and D. So I've had a very long, um, flirtatious relationship with D and D. The very uh, extended will they, won't they. Um, mistress. affair <laughs> and have they or have they not well my my very first interactions with D, D was actually man how old was i i was maybe 11 years old you kept it from us well there's a reason for that um, I was maybe 11 years old, and I was actually in a play at the, at Sundance. I was in Fiddler on the Roof, and I was Jewish child B. That's that. I think that's what my uh... the B. Wow. B. No, I I was like uh, one of the one of the little boys that the matchmaker, um, you know, sets up at the end, something like that. 
Um, but there was another, um, I, I had a friend who was like, uh, also my age, uh, Casey. And he talked about playing D and D. Um, I remember very specifically, I remember very specifically that he was telling me about his character and thinking back about it, what he was describing was a null. It was a hyena type uh, bipedal character who um, had these like blades on his arms and fun stuff like that. And um, another um, another guy, he was probably 25, but he seemed... Oh. Uh, he was probably mid-twenties. But to me, at that young age, he was, you know, just a, an adult. But he was talking about D&D with Casey. They talked about their characters. And uh, we also regularly played... We also regularly played... Um, Pokemon, the trading card game. So we would nerd out together. And uh, they talked about D&D, &D and it, I was like, oh, this thing is so cool. And I mentioned it to my mother, and that was, that was the last time I uh, was... That was shut down quite... That was shut down quite quickly, um, almost immediately. No speaking of that game, um, because it's for uh, devil worshippers and stuff like that. That was a very long time ago. Fast forward to 2017. I was looking for an outlet. And... Happened to have a few friends who were interested in playing, so learned the basics. And the very interesting guy, former DM, former former friend, um, which is weird to say, but it's true. Um, he offered to, to DM my first game, played it, loved it, but then he flaked immediately, and as fine, fine, fine. I'll just be a DM then. And been doing that for like uh, six six years now. So that's great. Wait, that was, in, yeah, seven years because it was in 2016. But um, very, very long story short, my favorite part about D&D &D now. And back then it was learning the systems nerding out about building characters and stuff but my favorite part of dnd now isn't even dnd related it's just being able to use it as an excuse to build a story and hang out with my friends Aww. and do some cooperative storytelling and that's sort of why i drifted away from like traditional leveling up magic items and all that fun stuff like that i want to keep it as bare bones as I can, but still let you guys feel like you're progressing in uh, a tried and true system. 
it's it's those like the best kind of stories aren't the stories where everybody's um powering up over and over again and power creep and stuff like that it's there is a defined limit to things and abilities and how people still the the main determining factor is your creativity and your ability to work within the system to still uh, outplay your opponents and and not just in combat but everything so keeping it lower scale just i think um forces creativity or creates the uh gives you all the um the framework for it and that's 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 my answer very long answer it's a good yeah. it's a good answer <laughs> thank you for sharing that um for myself um i mean i love the storytelling aspect as well um i like being able to make choices and decisions that impact the story as a whole but also like as individuals like our different relationships within the game uh i just like seeing those grow and develop um and i like i like seeing like character arcs or character growth yeah. over time i think it's something that i get a lot of enjoyment out of is seeing people change over time because that's what happens in real life too is people change over time and so it's fun doing that with our characters as well uh, and kind of setting them on these journeys like where you kind of set that up from the beginning and then you kind of just watch it go uh, and it's really fun to look back um, and compare uh, your characters over time uh, to see how they change and so uh, having been mostly a DM in my career in, in D&D it's been a lot of fun being able to be a be a character mm-hmm. uh, i think i've i've learned a ton about being just just being a character uh in this campaign because a lot of my prior experience was just as a as a dm uh, and so it's been a lot of fun being able to dive deeper and have those more meaningful connections uh, with my characters so been a lot of fun wait, wait, wait. i have a question okay something Callan said reminded me of something Callan said in his last zone of truth and so Uh, i have a question actually um so in our previous zone of truth callan had mentioned that um we are playing the game differently than it's normally played which allows for a lot more character development narrative and things like that because of how well we already know each other and because of how much we already trust each other and i was talking to kim about that um recently about how like we've played a game with Cameron's family and um like we were on a campaign with Cameron's family and the dynamic is just totally different like there's something very special about the five of us and the way that we can play and how we can do that in what way like can you elaborate on that concept like the 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 trust that we have with each other in D&D at this particular table so i think it's very um like like you said that i said um <laughs> we do we do all have a very high level of trust with each other and it's a very unique thing as well and i think 
it's all the more helpful because um, I think that each of us implicitly trusts um, one another with the story and we understand that we all share a common goal if for example in character um, one of us asked another person to do something that seems either completely ludicrous or there isn't or you can't see any positive outcome from it we would still trust the person and their player and the story that they are tr telling and go through with it regardless in, in some regard or we would understand hey this is me sort of asking you to like tell my character to back down or something something to that regard it's trusting each other and each other's reactions to to everything that we everything that we do that's all that i can think of right now unless you have more uh, specific questions my my tra train of thought has run out of coal <laughs> it's all right gal we're going to we're going to come back to you with more oh, 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 oh. I never agree to this. Just, just you wait. But uh, what we just have, in, what we have, what we have in store is we're going to be going around to each character and asking um, the questions that we've kind of compiled for the players. Uh, and then once we're done visiting with each of the players slash characters, uh, then we'll jump over to you, Callan, with some questions for you. Uh, and then we'll jump into the yes or no questions for the for the end. So um, we're going to start with Athena. Oh, good. So uh, excellent. Each character has gone through a significant character shift, or had something major happen in their life. How is each character feeling at this moment? What are they thinking about themselves, their circumstances, life in general? So for Athena. Mm -hmm. What would that major character shift be, and how are you feeling at this moment as Athena? Um, at this moment, I want to know why the dwarves are dying. But um, larger than that, uh, she is finally taking a little bit more charge of the group and the destiny, which she has always been very hesitant to do, despite her... Uh, what's the word? Uh, not authority. Dang it! I had the word. Ew. Her cockiness. That's not the word, but it, that's what I'm thinking. Beside her, anyway. Confidence. Oh, sorry. It's close. Yes, she she has the, all the bravado and knows that she knows, but actually taking charge and doing what needs to be done. She's been very reluctant to do that um so right now um having said goodbye to people and leaving off on an adventure where we're all on 
equal ground where we don't know what's in front of us, what's coming or what really to even do, it is kind of an opportunity for her to take charge and steer the metaphoric ship that they are all on because she knows that they are all going to be needing an anchor and she can be that source of strength, really. So that's kind of the shift that she has been experiencing, this stepping into a more assertive role within the group and just doing what needs to be done and taking charge. Um, But there is still an element of her running from responsibilities, not acknowledging other oaths that she has made and not uh, looking at or thinking about too deeply at the moment. She is, she is taking charge in some areas and still turning a blind eye to others in very Athena fashion. Does that answer that? I feel like that answers yeah, pretty I think well. so. All right. I'm going to throw it over to Alexis. What is your question for Athena? My question is, we're all putting pieces of ourselves into the characters that we play. So in what way are you like your character, and in what way are you not like Oh, for Athena. She's a stone cold. I am. I'm like, I just really, really want to be this part that I've just never been allowed to express. No, what was so interesting about Athena is how much I was picking up from Callan's brainwaves for this character. So there is still a lot of me, but like, really, in building this character, like, Callan and I were like, yes, that's it. Yep, this, yep. This is exactly like she was already fully formed in the universe, and I just kind of grabbed at it. You plucked her from the I universe. made her a lot uh, bitchier than I think Callan intended. <laughs> I don't think that that was his intent. Callan, the first call with Callan, you're but, like, she's got to be really bitchy, hold though. Hold on. Like, really. like, please stop. No. People are going to hate Kim, her. Kim, Kim. I'm like, what? it's this or take, I'm take, take what you're giving me and double it. Just double it. <laughs> just go. I'm like, <laughs> Um, but I was exploring the, just the concepts of being in a family where you don't necessarily feel you're belonging, where you belong, or even that you're really wanted. So exploring that frame of mind and going off of isolation and not feeling connected to yourself and just exploring that headspace. So for me, what I did put of myself into Athena was this this love to read, this passion to find the truth and the wanderlust. Just, I just want to get out of this small town, travel the world, see everything and do some things that are not located in my hometown. Don't ask me where I'm living right now. <laughs> but um, I think fine. you're technically homeless. So, you know, yeah, just Tina's don't think homeless. about it too much. Yes, but for me, it's fine. It's good. But just that that desire for adventure was definitely something that I put into her and this um, very strong sense of self, self, which is interesting in a character that doesn't actually know a lot about who she is. So that's been that's been fun to to kind of play with and oscillate between that sense of discovery as long and still fiercely knowing that I am great. Like is there it. more to that? I think What's different? What is oh, different? different? Yeah. Well, hopefully the the snark, but um, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> the 
what's different. Uh, yeah, just the her coldness, I feel like, is is definitely not something that I'm used to. And she is very standoffish, where I am an introvert and I can be very shy. But I will still talk to people where Athena, that she's not concerned about how she's coming across to anyone else. So her aloofness is one of her many masks, and it's definitely a, a protection for her that she uses. And I've, I have to force myself to not be that way also in real life. Commenting on that, that's one of the reasons, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but that specifically is one of the reasons why I didn't really consider Kim when uh, um, when I was thinking to include Aura in as a player in the in the campaign, because not because I, I not because I don't think she would do her justice, but because um, there are similarities that. Um, wouldn't uh they'd play too similarly mm-hmm. um and it's better to have uh, a wider contrast um especially when there's only a few uh limited pool of characters that you're playing me there's there's lots of varyingly similar (laughs) characters there's you could probably put them all on a spectrum and just but but it's it's better to have a um if you're going to be playing two make them as different or um, be deliberate about the differences yes absolutely which actually if I may talk about Seraphine for a second, who is that polar opposite to Athena, who does not think before she acts too much and uh, having that juxtaposition in playing in one session is very, is very fun and very different to Athena. Who's very in her head and someone who is not so much in her head (laughs) was very fun. All right, I'll throw my question in next, and then Cameron, I'll have you throw yours in after. Uh, So my question to Athena Uh is, what does the ending of the campaign look like for Athena, like for her character? Um, She will still go on adventuring until the end of her days. It would take something very major for her to feel like, yes, I have arrived. I want to stay and settle, and or like, I don't see that that would ever be her calling. I see her always wanting to adventure, to travel, to go. She wants to check out these portals. She wants to see what else is out there and everything that is to be. I hope by the end of the campaign, she will understand and have met Vivian. But um, who knows? <laughs> who knows if by the end of the campaign, I could see, I could see her traveling with Ara. Um, but. I don't know if I don't know all the pieces to that, but that would that would what I would I would imagine happening if everyone else because everyone else has like pretty I don't know I'm the first one to give this answer mm-hmm. I imagine everyone else has like a settling down and like family and things, but like that would not be Athena's tradition. She would not follow a traditional path and ending of her story. 
So we'll all end the campaign and then Callan and Kim can just keep playing every week. <laughs> they just keep going to portals. He's like, oh, okay, okay, Kim. I mean, Athena, like, what are you... What are you... A number. I need another portal. Callan, what are you doing this? What are you doing this week? It's like 50 years later. I've got... I've... I've got a hip replacement surgery scheduled later today. I need <laughs> yes, you to. But this portal goes to Hogwarts. Right. So... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> crap. I, need... <laughs> I have sunk so low. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Good. All right. Uh, Cameron, go ahead. If your character could have any magic item, in D and D, why? What would you choose, and why? And the how? Helm of transportation, <laughs> teleportation. The yeah, helmet, the helmet of teleportation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one that you stole. From. The one that I stole for this reason. <laughs> just go. We're just we're just there. Just so nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Athena. Nah, that's, that's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> No talking. Here we go. <laughs> None of more of this. <laughs> we got things to do. Cool. I like it. Obvious reason. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, wait, what was your question? question first? My question was, what is everyone's favorite moment from the campaign so far? One of my favorite Athena moments, which is kind of random, because she's had some pretty cool, pretty, like, really neat, moments and conversations and but like one of my favorite things was Athena outsmarting Diego Tane when he thought he had the corner like Rio in the room with Keela and there was no way getting out of that like we were all panicking and then thinking to use Aegis which yeah he got he got beat up so I do feel bad about that but like coming up with that and that Callan didn't couldn't get out of it was the best that was the best feeling that was the best. So, <laughs> that was when I'm like, I did it. I did it. Oh, well, oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. So that was Calvin was actually good. trying to kill me. So, yes. He's like, we're done with Rio. What? What? what are you talking about? It was just a very satisfying moment for me. Well, do you have a question then for Callan? From Athena, um, that you'd like to ask while we're here. So, what do you think our greatest strengths are as individual players? So, tell me about me and, and everyone else, <laughs> and then the others. Greatest strength as a player, Kimberly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've probably mentioned it before. And it's something that you um, brought up as you were talking about the creation of Athena and the character itself. But you and I have a weird uh, shared wave brave uh, brain wavelength. Uh, we 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 tend to understand each other sometimes more than I would prefer <laughs> because a lot of this is uh, is like trying to keep things on the DL from you guys. But I'm like. Dang it, Kim already knows. And occasionally I'll just message her and be like, you're right. You haven't said anything, but I know that you already know, know the answer know to this thing. I yeah, I know. know. I know you know. <laughs> but um, 
that that's that's just sort of indicative to your intuition when it comes to playing this game not D D specifically but our game and it's it's probably one of your strongest traits i love that thank you do you want to answer my question about athena in what way has athena, athena progressed most in your eyes from session one until now i think that even though it's not outrightly been stated athena is more than anything seeking a Purpose isn't the right word, but something similar to that. I think um, she is seeking her personal philosophy, and now she's closer than ever. Um, I think interacting with Igneal, um has been very interesting especially lately in those most recent interactions, because it's not necessarily that she um, um, it's not necessarily that she agrees with um, Igneal or his philosophy or necessarily disagrees, but she recognizes him more as somebody who's sort of figured out a code of conduct and beyond that, he recognizes that he's also questioning his own code of conduct. It's it's a um, it's something that she's trying to weigh the value of, like, should one set of rules apply to every situation? Um, and I I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 uh, been fascinating to watch her develop in that way and. Applying um, applying unique um, framework to every situation rather than trying to just have a predecided outcome and actively fighting against that as well. Absolutely. Um, Alexis, do you want to ask your Callan one then next, and I'll do mine last. Uh, yes. So what Arthurian themes do you see or foresee cropping up for Athena? This one was tricky. And this one <laughs> made me not want to read many more of the questions that people were asking. And I almost asked Alexis to <laughs> ask a different question. But we want to know. Exactly. That's why I didn't tell her to. Uh... <laughs> it's that is um, I wanted to um, in, in studying Arthurian mythology, there is a a lot of it is based on Patterns um, and similar events that crop up over and over again. And um, the reason why I didn't want to necessarily answer this, and I might not get much more specific, is that 
ultimately Arthurian mythology is a tragedy. Um, nobody, almost nobody has a happy ending in Arthurian mythology. Mm-hmm. And that is something to keep in mind. And it is not something, uh, it is not something that I, uh, that has gone unnoticed by, by me and it, throughout my creation of like, uh, the mythology, the lore, there is, oh my God. Hopefully we'll, (laughs) 100 sessions in, hopefully we'll, um, We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, ideally, like if it were a story sort of laid out, um, it would sort of um, integrate flashbacks into certain aspects where the first flashbacks you would see um, exploits of Arthur and his knights and things like that, but then it would flashback further to and further and further as the story progressed further and further. Um, big, a big theme of that being um, like echoes from the past and things, things like that. Um, There is a lot of just random tragedy and uh, almost anime-like power-ups in in Arthurian mythology. Uh, it's it's a wild ride when you really um, like take a step back and read like what's actually going on. Oh, Sir Kay can uh, grow in double triple inside what what's going on here he can grow like a giant Um, other other people like that um you know these were like super powered people and as like that's cool and went into uh went into a uh huge state um just sort of researching and trying to draw connections to like ancient weapons throughout mythology especially things that sort of coincided with Arthurian mythology and what could I tie to that here and that and that I did a lot of deep dives so fun yeah very good um yeah, I, I, I'm sorry if that's not exactly the kind of answer that you were hoping for, but it's it's more like, oh boy, there's a lot of tragedy and it serves a purpose, and I'm hoping that I don't um, I'm hoping that I can include it properly without making you guys feel like the only thing you're heading towards is just a more tragedy. That's what Alexis wants. The rest of us are going to fight it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll oh, it. Tragedy. <laughs> All right. Well, Callan, um, so last question for Athena to you is what do you want to see more of from Athena and from 
I guess it's from each character slash player. So right. It's yeah, we'll focus on Athena. Athena right or from Kimberly. Show your ankles. Kimberly. <laughs> Never. Darling, your ankle is showing. Um, I think you should save that question for... Uh, uh, there's... Um, save that question for the very end, and I'll um, okay. have it apply to everybody instead. Sounds good. All right. we'll, ta we'll table that to the end. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Athena. You're welcome. Um, we're going to jump over to Tosh now and Cameron. Uh, and we'll start with Alexis. You can ask your question to Tosh. Hey, Cam. How are you like Tosh and how are you not like? I am like Tosh. Good answer. Quick to embezzle or <laughs> quick to embezzle. Texas <laughs> <laughs> likes to say it in this is she puts it. I like to have my cake and eat it too. And that's that's Tosh, but that's also me. Like I like I don't know. I just like if I, I mean why wouldn't you want your cake and eat it too? Really, if you think about it. Tosh is the most like that, and I'm so <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? If you had cake, eat it. Yeah, he just doesn't I... lie to himself about it as much as the rest of us do. Yeah, you got cake. How am I not like Tosh? I missed that part of your question, so I hadn't pondered that. Um, I hadn't thought about that. I'm sorry. I'm not a sleaze ball. He's not a sleaze ball. Tosh isn't like, a sleaze wow. ball. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. I'm not a, let's let's look at not for that. Let's I have not spent that. most of my life on a ship. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think. How am I not like that? Give me your perspective. I think. Well, I, I think out of everybody, Cameron plays Tosh more uh, closer to the chest than any any of us um, play our other uh, characters. And that's not a indictment or anything like on on Cameron. It's just that's his his style of play, and I think we're all we all sort of recognize that in a way. Like we're, I, we're all we're all sorry. playing to yeah sorry we're all we're all playing to one you know tell a story with each other but also to just explore aspects of ourselves and that can be to whatever degree we want and you know Cameron Cameron like like all of us plays it the way he he's most comfortable with I think Kim and I were talking about this a while ago just about how. In the Moonlight Coast campaign, Kim and I, because we had no idea what the heck we were doing, we just took our personalities and then dropped them into the characters we made. So <laughs> that's like who we played. Like we didn't play somebody totally different. It was us. If if I was an assassin, you know, I like, could do magic. It was Kim if Kim was, uh, you know, a magic magician with amnesia, you know. And but you created Wing, and you got to explore this totally different personality and character. And I feel like your Tosh is like, 
your person it's mostly you i think i agree with what callan is saying but in the same way our first characters were mostly us instead that's, of that's an excellent point um mm -hmm. good comparison i would say i feel like and i do this partly because it's fun and just uh but I, I do play Tosh in ways where, like, I say things as Tosh out loud that me, Cameron, would not say. But, like, it's kind of funny. Like, just because it adds, like, a funny character element if I'm not always the smartest person or saying, like, the smartest things. Yeah. Uh, so you, Tosh has less of a filter than less you. Less of a filter, yes. Yeah, it's it's oh. that. I mean, it's the reason why we all were drawn to drama club and performance it's an excuse to um sort of just lower our inhibitions in a comfortable environment yeah cool thanks good answer. That wonderful question all right kimmy your <laughs> question my questions what was your favorite moment of the campaign so far man there's been so many good moments Um, the one that came back to me probably as like the biggest like surprise moment was when was when when he bumped into Kim as Seraphine in Fall Nix, and yeah. all of a sudden she was like part of the group. Like to me, that was like I just remember at that point being like, "Oh my gosh, like what had just happened?" <laughs> and then obviously it turned into. So much, so that like tons of fun. But at the time, I was just like, ah, like how do I do this? Um, I thought it was gonna be like crazy ex-girlfriend vibes. Yeah. Huh? I, I thought there might be a chance for that. My 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 favorite my favorite part of that moment is that Kim and I basically <laughs> did so much pre-planning on this, uh, just just to um, it was all just for a lot of it was for. Just to see how Cameron slash Tosh would react. Mm -hmm. Out of everything, the last thing I expected was for mm -hmm. Tosh to know exactly who you right. are right. within seconds <laughs> of, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went, and that was just, and I went, yeah. how do you, why don't you? I know, that, that was the most shocking thing that's, uh, yeah. Right. It was that the was best. So funny. So fun. Great plot oh. twist. They set it up to be Keela. You thought that's Everyone who it, thought that. that's who you think it is. Yep. So it was such a good twist. It was a good <laughs> one. Great. Um but like dramatic moment like I don't know. Sorry, this is answering more, but like my my mom's funeral was awesome and kind of went to a place that I never so thought good. like I would go or like it was like and like in my I mind, like create this experience and these emotions that I had for my mom that I've kind of just met and hadn't really thought about or developed a ton in my backstory, but so it was cool to go there. And then like stuff with my dad and kissing Rio was a lot of fun. I kind of had like planned that moment, but just like with the buildup of Lee Two and the sword and stuff like that, and just kind of getting to that moment where it was like, gah. I don't know. There's, I don't know. Cool. I don't know. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun moment. That's awesome. Um, so my one for you, Cameron slash Tosh, is what does the ending of the campaign look like for Tosh? Um, I think there has to be some sort of resolution with my dad, but I don't know what that is. Um, 
But like right now, everything with my dad is really open ended, and Tosh kind of doesn't want to deal with it yet. But he, I know I have to at some point. Um, so some sort of resolution with Dasco. Um, that either brings us closer together or allows me just to be like, you know what, I'm fine to be who I am, and not, but not necessarily be an altist or be you know. But we'll kind of. I'm, I don't know if that's where it's headed, but just like something there, because right now it feels kind of open-ended and weird. Because I've only had one conversation with the guy. Um, <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. Also, like obviously with with Seraphine, hope there's hope that that she gets her memory back, and and uh, there's able to be some. They're able to reconnect and um, figure out what their life looks like together. Um, and then hopefully, like. He's able to save Mount Magnetos and like Rover's just like, dude, you're the best brother ever. You are s- such a better elf than I am. Right. Or you stab him. <laughs> and then you stab yeah, him. Yeah, and then I stab him and I'm like, or or he's like, You're the worst elf ever. And then I stab him. Yeah. Nice. So something with yeah, something with Perfect. Rover. And I think he really looks up yeah, to Rover. Rover well, good. And then you throw Igneal in jail. So it's like this full circle. Yeah. circle. Absolutely. Igneal yes. walks away in a Mount Magnetos tree prison. Yeah. <laughs> What what magic item would Tosh want that would fit his character before we jump to the calendar? He pulled out a list. Here's yeah. all the things <laughs> uh, I was thinking like sending stones so he could communicate with Seraphine. That's probably like right now that would be cool. Um, but also like the text. I was like like a like something kind of just more realistic. The possibility would be like maybe a pearl of power or something because it's cool to have. But I only have like two spell slots I can use every single day. But like, like I kind of get the benefit of getting them regenerate every short rest. But just like more, I I, I feel um like I, I have to be like very intentional on when I use certain spells and things like that. So so something like that would be cool. Cool. All right. So jumping to the calendar questions now. What is um so this the what are Tasha's greatest strengths. It's Cameron. Or, sorry, Cam- well, sorry, sorry, Cameron. Sorry, this is not Tasha's. What are what are Cameron's greatest strengths as a player? Cameron's greatest strengths as a player. He's and it's more um, a benefit to him. He he's hard to he's hard to disappoint on my on my end. Um, uh, there's. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> um, that that means that um, you're a good time gal. <laughs> a good time gal. <laughs> no, um. Like we were talking about with um, with the characters and how Cameron, more than anybody, um, plays Tosh a little bit uh, closer to his chest. There are so many times where I feel like I'm talking to Cameron and not Tosh, and in in character, and then. Uh, the the Callan who's giving the character directions behind him is like, no, don't say that. You'll hurt Cameron's feelings. And, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
let me do it. But but <laughs> the reason the the reason that happens is that um, Cameron's just one of the um, easiest of all the players to understand fundamentally. Like um, just 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 for me. Like I I know that um, if uh, you know he he sees something going wrong, he's going to um, he's going to do what he can to make it right. But I know how he would go about doing it. I, I um, he he makes it very easy um, for me. Um, preparing a story or plot points, things like that. Um, he is, I, I worry the least about how he's going to react in any certain situation. Um, we'll have to get really uh, in, in character. Yeah. In character. <laughs> I understand him. Peace. <laughs> um, you me off on a totally that's that that's path. that's merely like that's merely like in, in character and things like that and and um i'm just gonna go jump off the seventh no, step and see where i land gosh <laughs> i'll show you and no 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 i i it for me it is my safety blanket it is my um it it is my it is my uh prescription orthotic um orthotic shoes um it is the thing that i can always sort of rely on when i am feeling a little bit um disorganized or out of sync with how the story is going i can always sort of center myself um thinking about tosh and then building out from there or you know what's cameron going to going to do and then building out from there. And every time you it's... cut back to what I'm doing, that's you're just like, I don't know what the f these people are doing. So let's <laughs> <break down. laughs> Damn, I'm I'm let's tell me. <laughs> Easy, got it. Okay, that and um, uh, Cameron tends to have a little bit more lightheartedness. Mm -hmm. He brings more lightheartedness to everything. Um, yeah, I agree. Keeps us out of those those dark dark depths. That's very true. Like and that. that that is that is a like that is a strength that I have. Um, I I think all of us have subconsciously sort of relied on because, mm -hmm. like I said, Cameron tends to be very reliable as a, as a player. Posh, but Cameron. Cameron, sure. yes. <laughs> awesome. Huh. And then, um, did we want? Let's see. Oh, um, so this is Cameron's Callan question, which is, um, in what way has Tosh progressed most in your eyes from session one to now? That's an interesting one to answer. I know. I know what I want to say, but I'm not sure if I should. Mm -hmm. You should definitely say it. You should say it. This is a zone of truth, sir. It, it is zone of truth, but it's not it's not my um, truth 
to explore or tell. So it's not juicy. This is meant to be your your opinion of yeah. what like this is your perspective we're asking you for. Yeah. So you Valid can in the back of his head saying, Don't make don't say it, it'll hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it to him. <laughs> Um, Natasha has definitely become bolder and more confident, um, which it does. It doesn't seem very obvious when you think about it. He's always had a sort of swagger about him and his character, but there is more foundation to that it's a little bit more of a tool now rather than a the character flaw for for him um being able to approach certain scenarios with confidence um he's recognized his ability and when um to best do that and not not in every situation but definitely definitely that so that's again that's my secondary answer and maybe next time I'll be able to give the uh, give um, what I know to be the actual answer. Next but... time is Friday. <laughs> Start the <laughs> session off. <laughs> oh, no, boy. I'm gonna say no, that, well, we we plan to play on Friday when I wasn't expecting to be at work at all this week. So that's 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 we'll we'll see how everything goes. Well, you made promises. Wow. That... <laughs> <laughs> So, so did the surgeons. So, you know. <laughs> we are not them, my friend. We are not them. Oh, crap. No, no, no. We're, don't, don't take that as an indication that I'm not planning on, oh, you're planning on canceling Friday or anything. Um, all right. So uh, the last one, I don't, I don't know if based on how you answered Athena's one, but this is Alexis's one, which is the Arthurian themes. Um, um, our three things I've sort of just answered for the campaign as a whole. It wasn't okay, so are we? Are we good? Okay. To... I wasn't sure if we yeah, wanted yeah. to touch on that or not. So, and then the other one, you're saving that one for the end. So, I think did did I cover everything for for Tosh? Oh, I missed the 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 intro one, which is like about the significant. How you're feeling right yeah. Now. So yeah. so Tosh. Um, every character has been through a significant feeling. shift. So, how is Tosh feeling right now? And I know that that's probably a we want to know heavy more. question for Tosh right now. But uh, how is feeling, I think we kind of explored a lot of it in the last two sessions, two or three sessions. But I think Tosh is currently forcing himself to like snap out of it a little bit and. Uh, just take Athena and Ara and Seraphine's advice a little bit on like there are bigger things going on right now. I'm needed in some capacity, or I'm needed as part of the group. And um, like obviously, there's a lot at stake. We just saw what was at stake, and I need to to stop sulking and like wallowing in my own problems. Uh, while they're still important to me, like be able to move past them and um, for the greater good of mankind and the group, essentially. So, like, I don't think he's like a hundred percent there, mm -hmm. but 
but he's like he's on that upward trajectory and i'm trying to let that play out and and um make it like a realistic transition as like a person would have as opposed to that you know a complete 180 so but I, I like i think he's kind of on that upward trajectory and uh slightly distracted a little bit by our dare and everything going on there too it's helpful so that's yeah. where i'm at awesome okay well thank you tosh and thank you cameron we're gonna jump over to rio now and alexis rio started the fire so um we'll start with my question you want to start the intro Oh, the intro question. Sorry, I know I'm just <laughs> jumping all over the place Me here. Can. The intro question. You can. Rio, you can do whatever how, you want. how is Rio feeling right now? Rio's in such a good place right now. <laughs> Yay! Yay for... <laughs> Hallelujah. Like, probably the Did best it. headspace she's been in this entire campaign thus far. So I'm just really enjoying it. Um, for the first time, like she, she's kind of has things feel settled with her family. Um, for the first time since this all started, that's just been a weight that she's been dragging around with her and, um, being able to talk to her dad and see her dad and get on the same page as her dad has been super helpful with that. Um, she's obviously felt had a lot of guilt about Keela, but you know, Ara gave her a therapy session and she feels a lot better about that, especially now that Diego has inserted himself and said, no, Keela's my responsibility now. Rio's kind of like, okay, well, then you can have her, I guess, if she, if that's going to be your, your, you can do that, you know, because I couldn't help her and you could. So that's something that she's no longer, not that she doesn't care about her sister, but she's not letting that weigh her down anymore. And, um, and so because of that, I think she's able to be more of herself. She's going to go on more of a journey of self-discovery, figuring out who she actually is and not who other people expect her to be. And obviously the Ignil thing. So everything's good. And also she kind of feels like there's, she feels a little bit invincible right now. This is the first time she's felt that way. So... I need to snuff out that flame real quick. Yes, this is a tragic campaign, Fame. Alexis. No one is invincible. <laughs> Do not hear my warnings. <laughs> Did I not instruct so that this was to be a tragic? No warnings. <laughs> Woo! All right. Okay, so now we'll jump into uh, specific questions. So I'll throw mine first, which is, what does the ending of the campaign look like for Rio? Okay, so I would like to see a fully self-actualized Rio. And um, just... that mean? <laughs> well, that means that she spent, like, most of her life living for other people and trying to live up to other people's expectations um, or in the context of her responsibility to them. So... End of campaign reel has her like fully embracing every aspect of who she actually is as Riona and not as Jocelyn. Yeah. Um, so we're starting to see her kind of shed those Jocelyn layers. Um, and I want that to continue. Um, she did spend a lot of her life thinking she was going to be a duchess and like preparing for that. And Igneel told her once that if she was not going to do that, then she needed to do something better with her life 
So I don't know what that means. I don't actually have specifics. I don't know what that means. I just am excited to help her figure that out. So um, it would be amazing for her to um, fall entirely in love with Igniel and somehow end up with him at the end of the campaign. But life is messy and Arthurian <laughs> themes are, you know, very tragic. So we'll see how that actually plays. But... <laughs> gonna end up in a nunnery a nunnery <laughs> ah yes good the nunnery yes <laughs> in that convent somewhere yep all right um well we'll throw it over to kimmy your that's, question sorry it went oh. that's um you guys joke, but that's literally something that happens in our theory of mythology. You know. Oh, I know. It's going that's to be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I hope, you, yes. hope you're that's, aware that. That's uh, the joke. <laughs> okay. Oh, look at this. Good, good. Wait, how do they know? Hey, Wait, guys, how did you, how did you know? Wait, no. Did I, did I what? share Rio's? Oh, man. Dang it. Okay. Oh, dang no. it. <laughs> foiling my Nunnery. Plan. Nunnery. <laughs> No. The title of this script is nunnery. She doesn't find love. She finds Jesus. Who the fuck? Nice. Um, you said to me. Yeah, you. Yeah, So, your what question. is your favorite moment of the campaign so far? Oh, well, you guys were all answering like specifically things you did. I wasn't. I didn't. This like, is okay. It's your favorite moment. Your favorite. Okay. My favorite moment um, was everything leading up to before and after surrounding the banquet. Um, but particularly when freaking Diego Tain walks in with Keela. That is like seared into my brain forever. <laughs> so the twist good. That, that was just completely so rocked my world and it was super fun. So that is the most like memorable moment for me. Um, just again, because that's burned into my brain. But the other thing that I really loved was um, the what do you ask of me? Like how Helen like inceptioned that moment <laughs> from way before and then worked on like building up to this. And like I wasn't going into the Sphinx thinking I was going to ask what I asked. Um, and that, and so for Callan to have set it up to the point where, like, that I was just cool. in desperation, just kind of saying, like, what happened to my mother? And then for that to be the right answer was like, it just shocked me. It was really cool. That so, was super cool. That was fun. Awesome. Um, Cameron, do you want to ask your, your question? What magic item does Rio want and why? Okay. So Rio's not a collector of things. So this is going to seem Next like a dumb golden answer. snow globes. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to seem like a dumb answer. So Rio's not a, a thing collector. So there's not like, oh, this is an item that she would want to have. If she were to have any things, then it would be something that, um, like the the meaning or the thought behind it, not necessarily what it is, but what it represents or what, yeah, the thought behind it. So that's all. But what magic nothing. item would you want? It's not just, uh, well, okay, I can only use examples from Moonlight. So, like, I, I think this is more um, specifically like as as a mechanical tool, what um, 
what magic item do you think would most suit Rio or it would help me something that yeah. boosts AC like good answer this is a good answer magic good so that at some point in the next 25 sessions, there might be one of these things <laughs> waiting for us. That acquires a real cool hat. That, is, that is not the direction this works, Cameron. I ha- I thought you all understood that. <laughs> nope. Worth a shot. Ring of protection. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then we have ah your 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 own question to yourself. Alexis. <laughs> My question to me. Okay, so things that Rio and I have in common is um, we're both very creative and passionate. Like, if I have something that I love, I love it all the way. Or if, if you take anything, I either love it a lot or I'm completely disinterested. So there's there very things you hate. Little middle ground. Yeah. We don't want to. Sure. If she hates it, she, just, she hates she it. just hate it so much. And <laughs> like Kendrick. So just um rio is the same way um so rio's like a thoughtful person like she likes to give people meaningful gifts and so do i um she's very deep in the way that she finds meaning in a lot of things and um she feels things very deeply and me too samezies so those are the things we have in common does rio plan things out and write them down no I have a com. I have a comment about about that, and I think it might not have necessarily been intentional. But Rio having, um, you know, not being a materialistic girl, even though she's born into wealth. Um, (laughs) my point is that that kind of plays into the fact that she hasn't sort of assigned value monetary value to items in her life uh, the same way some other people might have and emotional and sentimental value have a lot more weight to her than other people would yep that is true and she's she loves very ferociously and she's crazy loyal like there's nothing she wouldn't do for her friends. And I think that is true of me as well. Um, so what's different is Rio's an extroverted people person who wears her emotions <laughs> on her sleeve. And that's not me because I'm introverted and logical and I play my cards much closer to the chest. Um, Rio can be really reactionary when she's upset, which is super fun to play because I am not that way at all. So if I just get lost in her emotions and just lash out or um do anyway that's been fun because i don't get to do that in my real life (laughs) um rio is terrified of drowning and i'm a very good swimmer for you callan so in what way has uh has rio progressed from session one to now um we've i think uh rio's is uh one of the more obvious examples of character growth. And it's so apparent in, in, uh, in regards to her because of how, 
Um, what's what's the term? Um, how unsuited her initial um, the initial Rio that we met was for things like adventure and combat and camping, camping, <laughs> camping and delegations and things like that. So um, having her at such a different starting point than everybody else, we've seen, you know, an even more dramatic turnaround and things th you you can't get things like that if everybody decides oh we're we're all gonna start like that and you know you won't get to see individuals grow in different ways if we don't have that kind of variety and if anything uh rio adds one of the strongest spices in our variety of characters yes Ooh, spicy Spicerio. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. The other question is, what is Alexis's greatest strength as a player? Um, Alexis's greatest strength is her ability to understand and convey emotions um and to express them as well in, in almost to the degree that it affects everybody else um and on almost an empathic level like when she's not doing well everyone is uh affected um on on a level that uh, that far like outshines everybody else's um, ability to uh, like like uh, just have the the way and the way that you play your own character um, make everybody else want to match like bring up their own energy or bring their emotion up or down to match the emotion that you are applying to uh throughout the game so you it's it's that it's that it's that thing that you bring to the table that we all realize oh uh we had as an afterthought but you have it set up front and center and um we're all very thankful for it um yes even if even if uh not all of us you know are uh, immediately aware of that fact cool thank you okay. so i'd say her it, you know in less less amount of words she has an incredible emotional intelligence that she's able to apply to the game. Agreed. Emotionally intelligent and spicy. Intelligent and spicy. Yeah. What a combination. Put it on my resume. Yeah. 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 All right. Did I miss any questions? Alan said that? Well, okay. Can I ask Helen a question? 
Sure. No. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know it's where this is going to fit because it's not going to fit anywhere probably. But I do have a question for Callan about Igneal. Um, because so much of Igneal and Rio's like draw to each other happened when they were apart. What is your face, Kimberly? Um, so we hadn't like seen each other uh, since we had like this impersonal encounter when Felix was getting removed from um, being a duke. And then um, not again in this timeline until he was presenting her with blue flowers. Um, so we've seen like what Rio was going through in her journey and like how her feelings progress, but we didn't actually ever see Igneal. So I just want to know what insight you can give us on what was happening with him as far as that goes. Um, as far as Igneal is concerned, and it's something that you saw in the future, he wasn't, he's a very, I mean, you learned some of this just through conversating with him, but he likes to have a plan for everything, and that's not something that he was planning for. So he didn't have any um, defensive measures in place, and... Uh, There is something that I wanted to sort of just represent in the game, especially as uh, Alexis and I talked about um, Igneal and Rio and their um, connection and relationship. But there, there's occasions where you will just mutually understand that there is a connection here and... It goes entirely um, it's it's beyond like it, it's outside of you know we we've basically invented our entire language to try to conceptualize this fact, you know, and it's something there are things that just can't be captured with words, things, understandings that people can immediately, um, immediately draw with each other that no amount of letters or debate or words are ever going to be able to describe and encapsulate it's just a truth and ever since that moment he's just sort of understood that been fearful of it but <laughs> luckily luckily you uh were actually around this time around so it's not going to be necessarily um, he he's willing to invest more into that feeling part of himself. And I that I think I'm I, I might have meandered from the question. I, I hope that was an adequate answer. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. Okay, good. Because I, well, hold on. You just said that ever since that moment, what was that moment? What are you talking about? 
I, I'd say it's more your final days in Glaceum um, when, when leaving there initially. Um, and I, I think that's when, you know, there was a lot of realization of what was going on um, during that time, because when it really happened was during the um, during the banquet in uh, in Glacium, when he just decided to ask you for a dance, just to be like, hey, you know, I'm very sorry. I tried to have your friend uh, arrested and killed. And I hope you understand the situation. But then you very quickly found that you had a lot more in common than um, than you both previously realized. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like hijacking this character that you had created for your story being like, I'm going to die. No, no, no. The, these characters are for all of you to... Interact with. <laughs> Do with what you will. No, no, no that's not true. Real <laughs> ah, question: is he, is he a much bigger part of our campaign than would have been otherwise because of the real element? Or potentially, he would have come up uh, again and again. He already had an intrinsic connection connection to your group through you, Tosh. But and he wants that hasn't. Yeah, that didn't have to uh, remain the uh, remain the only uh, inroad for for him to be a reoccurring element in the story. He's probably so jealous that we're in the harmony, and he's not. He never talks about it, but I bet he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks, Colin. I, I think we got through everything for Rio, right? Okay. Thank you, Rio. Thank you, Alexis. Now we get to do Diego. Yes. So yes. Uh, I'll start with the intro one, which is uh, each character has gone through a significant character shift. And so how are they feeling? Um, we're We're diving into, like beginning backstory for Diego now, like with with Aelin and that part of his life, which I have felt very disconnected from. Like, Diego has kind of put that off in, like, the back of his head because there's been so many more pressing things going on in the world. Um, but, like, Aelin is very important to Diego. And so... Like, there's a lot of, like, anticipation that Diego's feeling right now about finding him um, and about, like, saving him, getting him back. Uh, and he's just, he's a very important part of Diego's life that's kind of just been kind of put into a, put into a corner and be like, we'll get to you. Hang on, Dad. <laughs> not, not that that's a bad thing. It's just that that's just, like, what he, how he had just, that's just how, place. that's how it had to play out. Um given like because part of it was you know when we started the campaign was like we were trying to track down uh Aelin and stuff because he had gotten ambushed 
by Igni and things like that. And so it, this is kind of a long time in the coming. And that's why there's so much anticipation that Diego's feeling. And then like kind of some shock value too, like finding out that, that Aelin has a wife, <laughs> um, <laughs> things like that. And so there's, um, yeah, there's just a lot of anticipation, I think is the thing that I'm feeling the most right now of wanting, like wanting more and wanting to just keep diving um, and just digging down to find out more. So that's it for Diego. Um, and then I'll just go through the list of so starting to my question, which was the, what does the ending of the campaign look like for Diego? Um, and I talked to, to Kimmy and Alexis about this a little bit, but for Diego, um, currently what, what he envisions in his mind is wanting to rescue uh, Aelin and rescue <laughs> Aegis and then come back to Apichum and like rescue Hela fully and, and like basically Mike's have as a whole <laughs> and then the world a <laughs> lot of lot of rescuing but basically what he wants is he wants to take the basically you know the shop in Ostium was destroyed he would like Aelin and Aegis to be in Apichum and have a shop there as well but also be there with Hela to like basically have his past and his present merge together all in one place like in his mind that's like a perfect combination so currently in, in his mind like that's like his future like that's what he envisions that's like the ending that he would want is to bring all of those things together obviously with Arthurian tragedy you know who knows what's <laughs> going to happen there but that's like for Diego that would that would be like his his ideal ending or future um, is being able to just pull together those different pieces of his life. Um, and I think that would help him feel whole as a, as a person. So, uh, and then um, what uh, do I have in common with Diego and then what's different? So um, with Diego, the, um, like the strategic side of Diego is very much me. Um, mm -hmm. Having been someone who plays video games and strategy games and board games and things like that, like growing up, um, I put a lot of that into Diego, especially when it comes to like the combats mm -hmm. and like, like coming up with plans and, and things of that nature. Like I love either like the, the tactical like decision making or the overall strategy stuff like that that is is me yes. for sure yes um and so I, I put a lot of myself uh into Diego in that regard um and then also just like a from an like an honest like connection that I've I've seen is that um, in my life, like I've very much wanted to be able to please people or make people happy um, for myself. And that's something that I, I share with Diego is like wanting to make other people happy. Uh, and so I've put a lot of that into Diego as well as like that trying to like try and make everyone proud and make everyone happy. Um, I've done that a lot in my own life, just with my with my parents. Um, and I've I've tried to, you know, make that not so I guess like not need that so much in my life, but I, that's definitely a part of Diego. That's a part of me. 
Uh, and then ways that were different, um, Diego's a lot more socially awkward uh, when it comes to um, like certain certain interactions, especially when it comes to like romantic stuff. Like that's not how I am. Yeah, in real Jen life. is so smooth, you guys. It's like <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, honest, like honest, honestly, you should hear what we cut out. It's hard to get him to stop <laughs> trying to flirt with every NPC. So. <laughs> Devin, please. Like, guys, guys, let's. Okay, hold on. Let's start from zero. Okay. Again. A second bartender walks in to replace. Amazing. Um. So yeah, I think that's that. That's just something that's different. Is that Mm -hmm. Diego's a little bit more awkward. And I, I don't feel like I'm that awkward <laughs> in real life. <laughs> but I intentionally try to be awkward as Diego because that's that's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And so and I've loved the like the the that that quirkiness mm-hmm. <laughs> and how that comes out in game. Um but that's definitely different. Um and then let's see. Uh but, 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 so what is DA or sorry, what is my favorite moment from the campaign? So far, um, I I actually really loved the time jump. Yeah. I think it was a fascinating twist and yeah. way to like shape our perspective for the campaign as a whole. Um, I think it opened our eyes a lot to the scope and the magnitude of what's going on in the story overall. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a very impactful arc for us. Um, cause it, it took us from like all of us kind of just being focused on little things here and there in the story. And then it took us to this, like, here's what's like, what's actually at stake happening. and what's actually happening. Yeah. And then we got thrown back and now it's like, okay, now what do you guys want to do about that? And so I, <laughs> I love that, that moment. Um, I think like just that whole arc, um, was just very impactful for each character cause it, it, it just opened our each character's eyes to the reality of what's going on. And so that's now shaping what we're doing and how we're acting. And I like and I like that a lot. So that was a that was probably my favorite moment of the campaign so far. Uh right right there next to being able to karate chop Eric in the back of the that head. Really I mean that that was too. a that was a that was a good that's moment really too. Good. You know. It happened it happened in the yeah. In, in, the in the future, future it did, true. and then and then used it against Diego Tain as well. <laughs> so Classic just, Diego, just karate taking chops. you from behind. Where did you learn how to do that? In the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the freaking future, Diego Tain. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that that's it for that one. And then Cameron's question about magical items. Diego is actually kind of a odd one for that because um he does whatever the f he wants (laughs) diego just makes what he wants basically um and so and that's something that like he just bats his eyes at callan Callan and i just have this this wonderful relationship of of me slowly like (laughs) sliding ideas across the table of like what about this for diego and he's like (laughs) that's an interesting idea and then or it's like maybe not yet and so we have a we have an interesting back and forth of 
because the things that you know, Diego, it's guns. That's why it's so flirty <laughs> between Diego and the NPCs. They're practicing all the time. <laughs> We're picking up where we left off every time. Every time. <laughs> So, anyways, like from a magical, I, like I don't even know, like what what like Diego would really want other than just making new guns that have cool abilities. Magic guns. That that would basically be it. It's just spell slot further guns. further develop because like spells and stuff like that aren't as important to Diego. It's more about like coming up with like new inventions and creations and things like that. So it would be like being able to make more unique make uh, the magic firearms. items is what he wants to yes do. making the magic items is more meaningful for me so that that's that that from for that question that that's what diego would want um you should sorry. make a scope that'd be cool a what you should invent a scope that's that's what oculus is oh that's true forget about that yeah that's so I didn't even have to invent it. I just I got I, I got a token, to. and then all of a sudden it's like mm, I know what this problem is. solved. <laughs> I like it. I know how I'll use this. Wait a minute. So yeah, um, and then so we'll jump over to the Callan ones. So Callan, um, so in what way has Diego progressed from session one to now? Ooh. Um, Diego's definitely built a lot in his own, uh, built up a lot in his own confidence and, uh, I'd say more than, uh, others, he's also learned to trust, um, his intuition, um, He's, he still has that air of naivete, but that's, for the most part, um, you know, an intentional character trait, not a character flaw or anything like that. And, you know, it, it's something that I uh, always take into consideration when um, mulling over interactions um, with NPCs or uh, things like things like that. Um, I think that he's probably the most customized character out of out of anybody else as well. Um, that doesn't just apply to like his D and D statistics; it applies to like the character Diego. Um, he um. This will. Um, I'm going to continue because it sort of links into what the next question will be. Is um, if you if you ask that, go ahead and ask that right now because I'm oh. going to just continue from from here. So I guess what what is my biggest uh, strength as a player? Exactly. So these two things are pretty intertwined. Um, biggest strength as a player is that Devin, um, being the one who essentially ran the first campaign where I got to actually be a player, I am honored to return the favor. And 
not only that, but we already sort of have a different level of understanding, both coming from the DM type background. Um, so he and I are always able to make preparations in a different way. I, I can I can have discussions with him that doesn't feel like I'm spoiling um, too much um, because he's just as excited to um reveal things as as i am he he is like <laughs> it's 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 a very it's it's a very um it it's it's a very fun uh time whenever i need to i always look forward to planning things with with devon thank you and giving I, him special little treats. <laughs> and, and giving him little treats along the way. Little breadcrumbs. <laughs> Good yeah, boy, cool. here's a treat really cool. for you. I, I also yeah. love that so much, so yeah. thank you, Callum. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alright. DM bros. I think, that, I think that does it for Diego. So I believe that it's time for us to ask our Callan yes or no questions. But he has to answer the ones that he said he was saving for the end. I thought that was the very end. Or do you want to do that? The very end? Or do you want to do that now? We, can, we can do that now. We can do that yeah, now, now that we've addressed yeah, everybody yeah, okay. personally. Awesome. But I will need the question repeated. Yes. So, Callan, what do you want mm -hmm. to see more of from each character slash player? Okay. So, um, when I was thinking about the answer to this question, I could only think of a sort of framework that applied to everybody. It's not anything that anybody in particular is doing wrong, but you've all sort of progressed to a point, and we touched on this with Kim slash Athena ever so slightly. Um, that is, I want to be able to... Um, see your characters begin to develop their own philosophies. Um, like, what is their core value? Um, and you you may have that, but I want you guys to explore that more as your character and express it and defend it like demonstrate your character it. should be able to do yeah de be able to express demo well demonstrate and defend um a core value um and it i think it ties more into like oaths and things like that that athena has been that has been um, oaths. <laughs> in yeah that has been interested in like um vows and just you you'll see a lot of um it'll be a theme going forward in our dare there's just codified black and white um stencils that can be uh that they use as tools to apply to uh like every situation and <clears throat> there is value in that but that's mostly a preventative measure um and it's to prevent 
anarchy you know in 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 the in the wide scope like these little laws keep you know people happy that keep them predictable they keep uh, you know everything um everything in line not not telling you all to embrace anarchy i hope i didn't uh oh. diego's right on the edge so i think you did it but laws laws serve a purpose but they shouldn't be a permanent fixture can you give us an example of what you mean by a value um a value um or yeah yeah uh, so a core value would be something like um trying to uphold the greater good or um one of the better examples i can think of is something that uh a few fans uh it's it's kind of a hot slash almost controversial topic with avatar the last airbender um, and that is in the last couple of episodes, Aang has a character crisis um, over the fact that it seems like there is no avoiding the um, the inevitability that he's going to have to kill the Fire Lord. Um, and that's just like it's it is the only way to prevent, you know, this current uh, disaster and future disaster because of, you know, who he is, what he represents, and um, everything like that. But he has this, uh, he has a crisis due to it because, you know, he is, um, at heart, he, um, he knows that he's not somebody who can end another person's life. That's just not something that he can do. And so he finds, he, he works so hard at finding a solution that he finds, uh, he falls, um, you know, outside of that regular framework um, and finds a way to, um, like, basically invents an entirely new, uh, entirely new ability that's never been even um, seen before, where he just removes the Fire Lord's abil ability to control fire and do that version, that universe's version of magic. Um, because he realized one of the things that, you know, made him such a symbol was his, you know, mastery of that element. Um, you don't have to kill the person, but um, you can still... He, he recognized that the Fire Lord derived almost all of his identity and pride off of the superiority that comes with being a firebender and, th and things like that. So that's, that's one of the strongest examples that I can think of. And a lot of fans are like, Oh, that's, that's stupid. He should have had to, you know, concede his, 
his value. He should have had to sacrifice his own values to uh, for the greater good. And I sure maybe if the story decided that was the way it was going to go, but it didn't. And I think that is awesome. See that. Reminds me of the moment when you made me specify if I was going to kill Kale or not. And I was like, he's never asked me that ever before. <laughs> and I had to stop and think and think, oh, that was a moment. I know it was deliberate now, like what Kale was actually doing and his purpose and things. But Athena hadn't had to think about it before. So I hadn't mm-hmm. had to think about it before. And it's haunted me. So, yeah. dang it. <laughs> that's that's like part of the not not to um you know not to just talk about athena's action it's more like just you know that's why there's um things that's why there's debate in things like the death penalty and and things like that even in even in many situations where you know you have a complete uh, confession, you have all of the evidence and everything like that, still about 4% of all people who are executed are falsely uh, are, you know they killed for uh, the wrong reasons they they didn't actually commit the crime and so it's like it are, is that small percentage of people or that type of mistakes, um, those the potential for just the mistakes in the procedures and flaws in the system itself. Is that enough of a reason to disband the entire practice and and things like that? What I'm hearing you saying is you want the roadmap to how to screw with us, right? (laughs) No, not necessarily. (laughs) He's Not trying to level us up as human beings, Alexis, is what this is. Yes. It's 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 more about just figuring out what does your character stand for. And um it didn't it wasn't I yeah, yeah, it's it's no it's, no no, I get it. I'm just yeah. teasing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. A good perk too. <laughs> Well, maybe we like. I mean, maybe something we should do then is like going forward, like work work with you to talk through some ideas that we're having about what that is and what that should like, what that could look like. I think a great idea. Conversations for us all individually to have with you, so that we can better define those and then make our own plans on how how to follow through with that. Because if that's what you want to see from us. I think that yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want you to tell me what your character already has as their value. I want. I want to work with you in, you know, showing the progress and creation of that value in your character. So if if you, if anybody's got ideas for that, we can, more than, happy to work together to. See that through. And then use it against you. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, classic. (laughs) You jerk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is is everyone ready for your yes or no questions? Yes or no. I'll let you guys know. I haven't read any of these, so. 
Well, we didn't, we didn't post. Put we, didn't, we didn't post the yes or no. Question. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I, I just saw mention of yes or no, and I was like, stop right there, Callan. Perfect. Perfect. You had read yeah, this. So, um, I'll, 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 I'll go first with mine. Okay. Um, so Callan. No. My yes or no question for you. I already answered. I said yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Alexis? Callan's trying to hide behind the mic. I just, because he might not answer. I just need to look, be able to see yeah, his face. You want to so. read your eyes. Yeah, no yeah. writing, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. See? Reveal yourself. Put it up, Callan. <laughs> okay. Right, you ready? Yes. All right. So, is there a way for Diego to give Keela back her humanity. Mm. <laughs> it's a complicated one. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to give you the direct answer, but shouldn't take it. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, remember which character you're talking to with this? Because if no, 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 I, 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 you know, I, I immediately, you know, hold on. There's a way. Nope, there's not. Okay. Rather than torturing myself over this. Just tell you the answer that I knew immediately. <laughs> no. <laughs> now Devin's one and only goal is to really find a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try even harder. Even harder. <laughs> <laughs> will sacrifice himself. He already did. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but anyways, awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. All right. I'll throw it to Cameron. Cameron. All right, Cameron, you're up. Was the Vivian Castorma we were traveling with the real Vivian Castorma? Yes. Really? What a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is weirdy. Easy as that. Yep. <laughs> well that that answer solves a lot of answers a lot of questions, but really. Good. Or does it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
All right. Mm. Well, between Alexis and Kimmy, who wants to who wants to go? All you guys. Alexis. Kim. Do you want to go, Alexis? You mean me? I'll go. Go for it. So, yes or no? Is Igneal good and bad? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> Just kidding. That's not really my question. But we want an answer. That's not actually my question. I just wanted to see your face. D twenty. D one hundred. Put me together, yeah. Fine. Just roll a D twenty. Okay, my actual question. Add an acrobatics modifier. Yes. Decisions were made right there. What's <laughs> this proficiency? <laughs> Oh, oh man! Indeed. Hey, Ooh. yes or no? Okay, has the the tempter card that guys slipped into Rio's pocket forever ago? He slipped in like a tarot card that said the tempter, and he said, "Watch out for this one." Has that thread, that person, come into play at all yet? It's been so long since we've played with the tarot cards. Um, yes. However, this is one of the few that I will add a little bit of clarification to. The tarot cards were, um, Intentionally vague, and I, um, I use them specifically because each of those things in them could apply to an archetype for um, within the story itself. So while yes, that. Um, That uh, my original intent for that card has um, fulfilled itself. It might not have been with how um, the original, you know, who I had in mind for that role at the time. It, will you tell me who it was? You haven't met them yet, so I can't tell you. Stop! Is it freaking Apollo, Callan? It's Apollo. <laughs> what? Wait, but you said the card has fulfilled itself? I I had to address each of the cards early on because of how early on that happened. I couldn't just leave them as loose threads um, for 80, 90 plus sessions and then never refer back to them. Which is why I'm asking. <laughs> That's literally why I'm bringing it up. Because oh, yeah, I think you yeah. would. I think you would throw a line out 80 sessions ago that I need to like pick up. Oh, oh, oh. Not, not with the cards. Those are like, uh, you know, things that you get and then you get to play with in the moment. Uh, there's you. Yeah. So then mm -hmm. who did fulfill that card if it's not someone else? 
I've already explained a lot more than I should have, so, you know. Okay. Mm. It was Geist. He was like, I'll be tempting you back to Lux in the future. It was me. This is my fun, baby. <laughs> hey, my number's on the back. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kimmy. All right. Is Athena's biological mother still alive? No. And what is Peter's true name? Saving that for the very end of the campaign, okay? I know it's it. <laughs> Damn it. We were so close. You're so close. That is, that is, that's going to be the final reveal. <laughs> Twelve years later. Uh, it was Peter all along, everybody. You're just like, wait, what? Remember from episode seven? That session was- seven? Remember, guys? It was a donkey. A donkey? What's the donkey? <laughs> I thought, I, I thought the, the donkey in the in the stable, it was him all along, you guys. You met him. I don't know how you didn't predict this. <laughs> he was the crux of the whole campaign. And Down. you guys missed it. <laughs> I bet he was the sole survivor of Fulnix mm. when it fell. Peter survived. Actually, did Peter survive? <laughs> you should have been. You'll have to say that yes or no for next time. Okay, that's my yes or no for next time. (laughs) Did Peter (laughs) survive? survive. This is vital information. Gotta know. Do you want to count? Do you want to tell us a little bit more or elaborate on like the important now that now that we know how names have played such an important role in this world? Do you want to talk more about that? Like elaborate on it at all? Yes or no. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you want to? Yes. Or no? Yes. <laughs> Will you? Will you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Will. Do you want to? Yes. Will you? Mm. Um, this is a very good question, but um, it's less so about and. The very beginning, I got very, very into like meanings of names and things like that. But it sort of um, changed from my original intention when coming up with everything. And it's more about like what is the purpose of a name? It's you know a way you identify yourself. It's a way that you represent yourself. And, um, like, the burden and um, the burden that a family name can carry and its effect on um, the world. And in this, um, in this setting, um, names also, like, have a tangible weight uh, on like the magical spectrum. That's all he's going to say about that. 
I do like to, um, uh, you know, Latin is my my fallback, but just just meanings, um, words in other languages, they're just little, um, not only are they little tiny potential Easter eggs for people who want to look for them, but they are also just sort of um, reminders to myself, um, like, um, to enable me to, you know, portray that character properly. Um, and things like that. If I know the meaning of their name, then just that's that's sometimes like I said, um, uh, my DM notes are embarrassingly sparse. They are just names, sometimes occupations listed next to those names. And that's it. And everything else is just like what I, you know, remember or just understand based on, you know, who that person would be in this place and things like that sometimes. Just their name themselves is a, a big part of of that. So um, not only do the concept of names carry a big meaning in this world, but the names themselves are a big tool for me um, in just being uh, the DM for for my own story. Cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, I would love to know what everyone's characters' names actually mean when you Google them. And did that affect, like, how you... Does that affect how you play it? Like, what does Athena mean? What does, like, name meaning... Did you look up like Tosh? What does no, Tosh mean? I just thought Tosh sounded cool. I've heard a kid yeah, um, it. Like I've heard some mom calling her kid Tosh. Not that long. Yeah, ago. there. I. It was Tosh so long ago, it. but there was there was just one. Um, <laughs> Tosh means rubbish and nonsense. <laughs> Why? No, he came up with the name. Um. There was, I don't remember the resource that I used. I would need to find it once again, because it was more um, when I was setting up the storyline with like the Altuses and, and things like that. But I derived a lot of those names from the same source. So Dasco like carries uh, a meaning within that. Teven and 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 just things like that. Felix was just a name that I've always um resonated resonated with he was my um like point of view character when i was trying to plot out the um the exploits of the 
uh, Knights of Virtue and things like that. Cool. Mm -hmm. Diego means supplanter. Yep. Yes, it does. <laughs> so that's that's cool. that's one of my that's one of my favorite. Um, yeah. Just like finding little names that mean little things. So in, I I know I've mentioned it before in the um. You aren't the first campaign to play a uh, group of people to play in this world, and Diego has always been, you know, a guy who replaced the true original Diego. A long, long time ago, and you know when when Devin came up with that name, it was just like, <laughs> it was, oh, it no. was meant to be amazing. This is yeah. He's the planted yeah, the is... supplanter. He's the planted the supplanter. He is the supplanter wow. to the supplanter. I am the true supplanter now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amazing. So cool. Mm. That's amazing. Exactly. Was Athena mean Ken? Athena's the best. Wait, what does Rio mean? Riona? Riona means queenly. What does Jocelyn mean? Must have been that. That's just what happy. Yeah, Athena just brings up the goddess of wisdom. But I'm sure awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> That's how I refer to myself. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be hard to find more than that just because mm -hmm. it's going to default to to Greek mythology and to that for that name. Makes sense. Athena was, yeah, that that was Kim's. Um, all all of your you you all named your own characters, um, but Kim's character specifically was one that I planned to explore and my original name for that character was artemis that was just because i was looking for a female equivalent of arthur without being overly obvious so that's it's just where i was i have to share my theory that you brought up arthur <laughs> you did this you, you you did this oh right, i'm just gonna float the theory here just to throw that into the universe there's no way there's no like surety to this, but oh, yeah. after after so this this sparked from when you drew attention to Alistair being having red eyes and um when he was in the Warforge in the future he also had red eyes. And so that drew me back to Aegis, who Aegis has green glowing eyes, and we've drawn attention to green eyes with Athena and with uh, Atlantis and with that connection. Um, and so my theory that I, that I threw out to the group that I'm just going to throw to you as well, just so that you're aware of that is my theory is what if when Arthur died, he was put into Aegis's body because part of Arthurian legend is that he's like he's supposed to like he's dying and then he's supposed to return, like that's part of Arthurian legend. And the so the Warforged are just soul refrigerators. They, they, I mean, like that's like it's a place where he could have like 
keep it fresh. Basically, like Ar- Arthur's soul could have been put into a <laughs> into that Warforged body to like keep, to preserve him, but like maybe that because that process wasn't refined, that's why he's more childlike esque. Like that's why he's there's you know that element to it. There's there's flaws in this in like this theory already okay. that we've already talked through, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Like that would be a pretty wild. He's like, so change your connection. story because this is pretty sweet. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there, just trying to like like put little things together. Um, but anyways, I just I threw that theory out um, theory. at the end of the of the session when we t- when that happened with Alistair. So, anyways. That that's a theory for you. There's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, I, like, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um that that's sort of reminds me of one of the points that I was going to bring up but then forgot as I was rambling. But um and it was to do with the uh themes of Arthurian um, themes within Arthurian mythology and um, a lot of what this was all based on um, Merlin it, it, it's it's like Merlin and his interactions with the legend itself um, and you know, if you if you look at earlier iterations that weren't um, Christianified, um, is, that, is that a? But um, the ones that have uh, less influence that uh, you know would appease um, the the Pope or any sort of bishops that might have picked up one of the books or something like that. Um, it was all like Celtic and pagan religion that all these things were sort of derived from. And Merlin himself is one of the last um, most um, enduring holdovers from that. Um, in in the fact that he uh, is the only example of a magician or someone who can control magic who isn't a villain or an evil spirit or something like that. Interesting. A lot of that was preserved, but it was just turned into like those, those are just evil things. You see magic is evil. So, you know, don't play D and D kids. Um, <laughs> but something that always um, fascinated me when reading like about Merlin's early life and various factoids about him. And what I wanted to work from was Merlin could, you know, could see the future, how it was going to play out in its entirety. And um, he could also, one of the things that I wanted to include was, um, that he and anybody that he meant, he knew met anyone he met. Um, he knew how that person was going to die, and um, everything that leads up to that. Like 
his involvement with everything, knowing, you know, everything that's going to happen and knowing that our, you know, the overall story, everything is going to end in a tragedy. Why would he still bother going through with any of it? Why would he have so many small random roles throughout? Why would he pop up, you know, helping um, uh, Sir Balin uh, at one point by, you know, giving him a little bit of advice as he left the castle immediately after cutting the head off of the Lady of the Lake? Um, just there, there are many, many little things that only add up if he was doing if everything that he was doing had an a purpose to it and only if like the tragedy itself was an inevitab inevitability but there was still something beyond that that he was working towards so that's that's big um me like taking that framework and working backwards was a big um big way of developing everything that you've guys been, you guys have been playing in so far mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah well everyone i think this has been a very wonderful zone of truth wait before we close up yeah since Devin was so kind in sharing a theory of his <laughs> now would be the most appropriate time to share um story or fan theories or um ones that you you think are um Ones that you would, you know, would like to share that you know won't uh, <laughs> ruin ruin absolutely everything because you already know that you're correct or something like that. But um, well, see, then I can't. So <laughs> no, 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 no. I I am very curious um, because I I don't necessarily I'm not trying to actively obfuscate things as much as. I was uh, early on, um, but I, I, I'm just just curious on what you guys are picking up and if I should be uh, hinting towards other things more or not or, uh, you know. Alexis, things, get things. the list. The list. Drama always focuses on you guys. Oh, the list. Oh, While she's looking at that, Cameron, do you have anything? I'm not, my brain doesn't work that way, and I know that Alexis's brain is always working that way, so I don't have to. I don't have to. <laughs> you you have you have no no theories on people's true identities. I mean, you were able to um, you had that yes or no question, so you've got some questions about stuff. Do you have any assumed answers to those questions? Well, you just told me she was the real person, so... Yeah, I'm saying that's are... an example. Do you have any theories about what's going on with, like, Lee 2 and Vivicus? 
Yeah, what's your gauge on that dish? No, dish. he just, just disappeared. He doesn't talk to me anymore, so I don't know. Taking your sword, he feels abandoned. <laughs> Why aren't you looking at me anymore? Oh. Hey. Why aren't you, uh... Thought we were a thing. Okay, why aren't we, you know, stabbing? Because Talon never sets up fights. So how can I? You just start stabbing people, Cameron. That's what the sword that's wants. What it, that's what he's saying. Yes, 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 yes. I'm about to go on a full-on dwarf murder campaign. <laughs> murder. I mean, they're, they're really big I into Talon here, so yeah. that's great. For one for the sword and two so Callan doesn't think I'm so predictable. <laughs> I really, really hope Tosh. Uh, I really hope Cameron. You don't take that as any sort of insult. I. Uh, it is a very reliable framework for me to uh, sort of just build um, ideas for future sessions off of. Got it. I'm not good at this type of stuff, in all honesty. I'm sorry. I wish I was. I'll think better. I'll That's better not why we keep you around, so it's fine. <laughs> you are dependable at being Tosh. Yes, yes, yes. Kill some dwarfs. But you still surprise the heck out of us all the time. And you're, you catch on to our trying to subvert your expectations and things like that still able to surprise us regardless of all that he's like he's like gandalf's uh philosophy uh on hobbits you can learn everything there is <laughs> but after a hundred years they could still surprise you you're our hobbits <laughs> our hobbit our little our little halfling our little wing our little halfling dwarf <laughs> For Alexis, oh my gosh, you should see the note on her phone. This is it's not extensive. <laughs> it's I haven't deleted anything from it. Is the thing like as we progress, I've been right about some things, and I just keep them on here just to pat myself on the back. So what what have you been right about? Can you share one of those? Oh yeah, please do. <laughs> uh, I was right about Diego Tain and Kayla being vampires. Like I oh yeah yeah yeah. That's a good, good thing. Good, good, good. No, no, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I only said that because you had um, mentioned that to me before. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't, like, confirm it for me. Oh, thanks for that. What are you talking about? Never would. About. Never would. Never, never would. I was suspicious about Athena's sword after I googled the word galatine. Sword. Oh no! no. She, <laughs> she knew. She but knew I didn't say anything was. to anyone. She I didn't say anything. I, I seriously, I kept that locked up. I just, and I had no idea what it meant if I was right about that. So I just, uh-huh. I typed it into my like, phone. Tell him what you wrote. Tell him what you wrote. Yeah. I wrote yeah. Athena's father is Merlin and her sword is Caliber. How did she do that? She just knew. Uh-huh. I didn't know. The only reason I knew is, be, or the only reason I suspected anything is because of the word Galatine, because that is a sword in Arthurian lore. And I would have had no idea at all had I not Googled that. 
So that's all she needed. <laughs> Wait, what was the what was the name of Aegis again? Because you googled that one at one point. Aha. It's like the shield. It's the name of the shield that Athena, Athena. used. Yeah, in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So that is either a coincidence or not. <laughs> or it's incredible. <laughs> no, shocked. It's incredible. I'll I'll chalk ch- that one up to coincidence. I didn't come up with the name Aegis, personally. So, who did? That's did. that's. Who did? Aelin. Aelin. did. Yeah, there you guys go. It was uh, Aelin. You know, it's Cal, and it's Aelin that did this. He he happened to be around, and they're like, hey, you know what we should name this? Aegis. Name this thing? Like, yeah, Aegis. There's there's my grandfather's name, so I, I like it, you know? You should you should take it. I have an Aegis theory. Sure. Well, now that I know that Aelin's married <laughs> Um I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe they had a son and something happened to it, so Aelin went to Ostium to do some experiments. Maybe he put his son's soul in there to try and bring him back. I don't know. Just a thought. Now you're way off. Too close that to mean, the that truth. Means, that, means you're, that means you're spot on. <laughs> you got him. I don't know. No, I, she is exactly incorrect. That's 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 what I'll. 100%. But then she's gonna listen back to this, and then she's gonna be like, "Callan, come on." Callan. And then I'll be like, "Well, you you knew." You, you, you. But you didn't know. You, you knew too much, so yeah. I had to, I had to, I uh, get, get you off the scent. That's yeah. what I'm gonna go with. Good. Mm. And you'd be like, wait, so everything that you were just, wait, hold on, and I'll be like, wait a minute. So wait. Athena, it's always, it's always been this way. Princess Kita from Atlantis with the white hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it that was that was that was that was a funny uh <laughs> funny realization when I was like, yeah, how about you know they've got all these white haired animals, let's give them all white hair, and then like happening upon um re rediscovering Atlantis, the Disney, I'm like, oh, oh, that's I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how much of this is transference on my part. <laughs> or I had never watched it growing up. I had never seen it, and then Sam puts it it's... on. I'm like, "That's me! I that's me!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you "They should have, that. they yeah. should have very tan skin and white hair, the Mediterranean, you know, yeah. seafaring." From the... makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, this is a fan theory. Yeah. This is a fan theory, not like a real like. I think. This is what I think might happen. Um, I find it a little bit suspicious that Igneal wouldn't feel like he had any sort of a claim to Excalibur being Felix. So I wonder. Being Felix's son? Mm Mm-hmm. Because everybody else inherited a token from their parent. Like, the rest of us got got a token from a parent. Athena did not. His dad loves me. It's fine. 
adopted daughter. <laughs> We're good. I mean, wasn't Felix entrusted to watch over you like a kind of like a father figure though? Like and so I was trying to get out of drunk Igneal. <laughs> Tell me more. Right. He was he Tell was kind of, he was kind of touching. Um, yeah. I can I can uh somewhat answer that question. Um Mostly to do with creating, um, deciding like who Igneal was going to be as a character, not in this campaign, just in the in the in the story. But I always saw Igneal as somebody working um, outside the system and trying to fill the st- uh, fill in the shoes of his his father. Because there's, uh, though I haven't like fully fleshed it out, there's going to be effectively a magic system that sort of reflects, you know, the weapons, Galantine's fire, and then there's water and different, um, different um, divisions of like the... Uh, Knights of Harmony, they specialize in training and developing skills under a certain deity and, you know, learning aspects of a related deity can, you know, expand your abilities in your, um, your root deity, is that the right word? But for Igneal and for Felix... Um, there are, and, and this is just, you know, very inspired from something I talked about earlier to earlier in this is like Avatar, um, the last airbender where just some people have these inherent elemental abilities and, but the majority of people do not. And as far as Knights of Harmony, it is kind of the opposite like the majority of people who join the knights of harmony they're there because they can serve a very specific purpose being able to do um you know things that most people can't and felix initially was somebody who um had no uh didn't resonate with any of the pantheon but succeeded regardless and eventually received Excalibur. Um, and, you know, a lot of his success and exploits are sort of tied with that sword. And as far as Igneal goes, um, he's somebody who's working from the same framing. He doesn't have any um, resignation with any of the deities. And he's not going to, you know, receive one of these weapons and how he can still contribute regardless um in spite of all of that he's not harboring anything against athena yeah no totally not athena you haven't like used excalibur since you you know last ran into okay good 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 it's it works. It's the same one you've always had. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> not not a, hey, a knockoff that he bought at the mall. <laughs> Wait Why a are the edges second. Blunt? <laughs> Wait a second. Hey, uh, Trixie McNeil. That's what I always say. Trixie, okay. Trixie. I guess that's all that I wanted to include. Here, a couple of theories and stuff like that. Very good. Grigori's picture is Rio's mom. That's all. It's <laughs> a good theory. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that little boy. Yeah, well, we gotta, yeah, so at some point, Diego will dive into that. I should look into that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Alexis and I are. <laughs> This is for this is for later. You intentionally didn't describe the little girl, though. Mm -hmm. Wasn't intentional. You didn't. You just said a little girl. You didn't give us no no visual. visual. And for the picture of the girl in the in the locket, right? Mm -hmm. So was that on purpose? Of course it was. Uh, My (laughs) (laughs) whoa, whoa. Or do you want to retroactively give us a description? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> the red hair would mm. give it away, right? But is right. it? It's black and white, so you would never know. Uh, <laughs> Who painted a portrait of black and white? Who did that? <laughs> Some monster. <laughs> he's, a, he's a color vampire, you see? It's the music box is actually the answer to everything. And music nice box, yeah. yeah. You guys, you guys have it. I um, music box is. I can give you a little bit more on it. Yeah. Um, yes, it it was sort of a holdover from the other players um and their campaign um it contained something very specific and uh they they needed it and uh yeah so that's uh we've got it now yeah so (laughs) this is ours yeah um but but since then my um my own i i've george lucas my own um mythology in ever so slightly where han no longer shoots first instead he dodges a bullet and then shoots um no uh he, originally the um lily wasn't reforged into the uh into the scabbard it was just an item that they had like as 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 a party and it was inside of the music box oh so is there something else in it for ours well uh, about the time you guys picked it up i think i was still intending for it to be in there but i 
So now um, it's just the music of friendship. I know it only contains the friends you made along the way. <laughs> Yay. Only. Exactly. Oh, God, it's again here. Oh, no. <laughs> I gotta get you out of here. This is why Athena doesn't this make This whole friends. time, Athena, Athena. Like Sheriff Corey. It was, it was, it was <laughs> Athena, it was staring you in the face all along from the very My first session or second. Oh, it's been staring you in the face ever since the first or second session and you failed to realize it. No. Exactly. And then you're going to listen back to it and then you're going to be like, Oh no, how could I have missed that? It was so obvious. And then and then you're gonna listen back to this and you'll be like, dang it, Callan. You're just trolling me from the past and I'm gonna be like <laughs> And the future. Yeah. And the future. Yes. yes, exactly. And when when you do like listen back to this much, much later, and you know what I'm talking about, you'll be like, dang it, that's, 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 that's what it's going to be. And for future Kim, yes, that's exactly what I was talking about. You, unfortunately, this time you missed it, but next time. it was there from the very beginning. Trust okay. me. Okay. Mm. Um, I have started piecing together a table talk number two for table talks from 2022. Nice. Nice. Just for, just for everybody's awareness. Um, that's like one of our most listened to sessions is our table talk. Yeah. Uh, people like that a lot. That's um, but in going back and putting that together, I listened to just the segment that we have post session with Kellen, and then I just pull what I feel like are the most interesting. Um, <laughs> and I have found a gold mine. Oh no! Of Kellen being cheeky about the freaking <laughs> ten years in the future, he was dropping all. I found it. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like all the time, we're like, oh yeah, like. Would it be like a decade or something? Just you just throw offhandedly, like throw it out there like candy. It's so funny. So when that's done, that'll be a good listen. It's very, very funny. <laughs> we have so no crazy. idea. We're just laughing along, like, <laughs> and you're so funny. And then, yeah, it was real. It was yeah, I was like, this will haunt your nightmares. Yeah, let's call it this will. <laughs> Laugh now, monkey. This yeah. will haunt this you. And... you. <laughs> This will haunt you. You're going to call it the 10-year table yeah. talk. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. um, the, that's, that's one last thing that I wanted to bring up was I was... Um, I, I was flip-flopping very hard on the idea of even including the um the trip or vision of the future at all really? i yeah i wasn't sure if it was a good idea i wasn't sure if it was just going to um you know 
sort of break up any sort of momentum that you had going so far. And I was very unsure about, you know, kicking that whole thing uh, off. So I'm I'm very glad that uh, you, Devin at least <laughs> just kidding. Uh, well, Devin Devin did bring it up, and that's what made me think about it. But um, yeah, I that that was one of my biggest fears um, for the the campaign as a whole. Like, are are you guys just going to see it as a waste of time, or you know? every everything and so i eventually decided to go through with it so i hope that you guys enjoyed it and didn't feel like it's just uh derailed oh, it was great anything yeah it was awesome it was great really fun what made you decide to do it what tipped the scales oh yeah i can't remember specifically what it was Get rid of Cody. Yeah. I had to get rid of Cody. That's what kill it really was. It's just like <laughs> kill the spare. <laughs> Is there more to Orson that Tosh needs to be like figuring out at some point? Does he does he have a bigger role to play in the campaign? Or is he just their dad? Remember. Yeah. Um, Orson's dead, so I don't know. No, um, I think it's more about um, that sort of plays into the whole name aspect. Like, it's not just your name; it's Orson's name and Dasco's name and Igneel's name. Like, what impact did they have on it? Did they affect it positively, or did they not? Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And how can you affect it? The Altus name? Yeah, Run sure. Run it through the mud. Yeah. Just <laughs> tarnish that name. Tarnish it. In that regard, you're doing great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Perfect work. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Have a biscuit. Have okay. a healing biscuit. Do you have a way you want to wrap it up, Devin? Like, did you have a concluding statement? <laughs> I did not. I did not become prepared with anything. You know, I just like to ramble on sometimes. Yeah, yeah and so. I, I was, I was planning on hijacking the last thirty minutes or so. Anyway, so worked out. <laughs> All part of the plan. <laughs> All part of the plan. Yeah, I have no, I have no clever wrap up. I, I, I can't. No clever retorts. Was literally like tonight inspiration for for my oh, intro i'm considering closed yes i bring Boom. this zone of truth to a close you may now all lie once more yes everyone make <laughs> resume your lying to each other lovely very good good job everyone thank you yeah, good job Thanks, everyone good job you guys good job you guys good job you guys